Hello and welcome to The Wealth Within Us. Today I have my friend Nicole Ensminger and she is the founder of Tinkerin and a creative instigator. And I know we're all excited to find out what a creative instigator is. And we were just chatting here a little bit and it sounds like, Nicole, you and I have very similar journeys along the way. So I want you to talk about how you got started on your creativity instigator and your tinkering path of self-discovery. Wow, it's a long story. And uh, some of the highlights are the fact that I started this journey many, many moons ago. Uh, I began uh, working in the field of occupational therapy about 25 years ago and uh, went from my original physical focused to more mental health focused and spent 18 years on acute care mental health. And that was when I had, you know, the opportunity to work with a lot of individuals at usually their darkest space in time. Um, But 18 years into that and doing all kinds of life skills and health and wellness education groups with those individuals, um, it took me to a place where I felt as though I needed to do something different and more in my life. Um, I decided at that point that I was going to step away from that role. I returned to school uh, thinking that I wanted to go into more of the um, home modification mm. space of occupational therapy. Okay. And For my path for that to happen, I went back and decided to get a degree in kitchen and bath design. While I was in school for kitchen and bath design, um, I think my own personal spark for creativity was reignited. And Ah. as you can see behind me, all the color, um, especially this right here, this was one of our projects that we did during classes. And it was just like, I want to do more of that. I miss doing more of that. Mm. Um, Got into the kitchen and bath design and realized at that point in time that maybe that wasn't the space for me. Sometimes you have to try certain things out because it's, it's leading you to something better. Yeah. And it sounds like it did, you did find something while you were there, even though that wasn't, maybe that was just a stepping stone. It was, it was, it was kind of starting to ignite that thing in me. And so Um, The summer of 2019, I went out to visit my brother in Washington, and he took me to a place that was is a creative reuse center. And when I walked into a creative reuse center, I was just like, I need this. I want this. And I want it here in the Lehigh Valley. (laughs) And so it was um, it became one of those things that I brought it back. And I'm like, okay, how do I start a business? Uh, And I started to pursue that, taking Mm -hmm. classes and everything. And I was ready to actually start doing workshops in April of 2020. But the world shut down in March. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, okay, so I guess um, maybe I need to pivot again. And during that pivot, it was an opportunity then to continue with my journey of figuring out exactly what I wanted tinkering to look like and so it's kind of morphed a little bit and really tapping more into that health and wellness Mm. portion of my OT background and bringing that into the creative reuse business that it is now and so 
it is really utilizing the materials that most people throw away, incorporating them into life lessons, personal growth, personal exploration, and taking it to another level of personal discovery. I love that. And I think that from what you're saying is that all of the things that you had done beforehand, maybe looking in hindsight, kind of brought you to where you are now. Like had you not worked in that group therapy and the OT and then done the kitchen and bath and then probably learned about a lot of the basics of design and stuff, it would never have brought you here. So it's crazy how when we look back on our journey, we're like, Oh yeah, I see how that got me here. (laughs) It it is kind of funny because when I was working at one of the kitchen and bath design places, um, I was excited about the design portion of it and making the kitchens and the bathrooms very functional. But I was also more concerned about all of the bubble wrap that was actually coming in, being (laughs) wrapped around, and they were literally just packaging it up in black trash bags and throwing it away. And even back before I knew anything about a creative reuse center, I'm just like, oh my gosh, we really need to just like take and reuse all of this bubble wrap. It's brand new. It's still good. Why can't we resell it to somewhere else? And so it was kind of already the universe starting to put things into my mind about where I wanted to be. My husband and I have also always been the type of people from the time we got together that looked for things like when we first bought our house. You buy your house, you don't want to necessarily furnish it all the very first time you get, as soon as you get it. So we were the ones that were going to the thrift store. We were going to garage sales and we were looking at what it is. How can we take it home? How can we make it our own? How can we fix it up? How can we reimagine it? And so what started out with us as out of necessity ended up becoming a challenge over 25 years later, we still look around saying, how can we do this differently rather than buy it new? And that's kind of been our leading philosophy for many, many years. Yeah. And it sounds like you guys have the talents to do them as well. It's something that we have nurtured and we've grown a lot in. Let me tell you, we did not know how to do it all. And it is something that we definitely had to learn along the way and support each other as we were learning about it together. That is so fun. So mm-hmm. I I also want to kind of ask, what about where was like your mindset? Because you and I talk a lot about mindset and how I think overcoming mindset is the biggest challenge for most of us. And anybody who's sort of following this, you'll know that that's been my biggest push is how do I change my mindset to get these negative thoughts out, to get the truths from the untruths and then move forward in a more authentic sort of healthy way. Yeah. So mindset is huge. And what's interesting is it is something that I have spoken to and about for many years. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it when even when it's something that, you know, a lot about until you actually take and really start doing a deep dive into it, that you truly start to experience those changes. And it has been pretty awesome uh, a few months ago, pretty close to when you started your journey. I mean, I've been going through this for a while, but I was still facing a little bit of resistance. There was still that resistance of, um, I can't do it. Or what if I fail? Or what if, what if I succeed? What if, what if, right? And all of that negative self-talk really filters through your head and it keeps 
you in your safety zone in, in yeah. that it keeps us comfort. stuck. It does. And so I'm, I really feel blessed that recently I kind of took on the challenge of doing a deep dive and joining a course that took me out of my comfort zone, pushed me a little bit further because it encouraged me to really be open to possibilities, taking healthy risks, um, choosing to say yes, and even listening to that gut response that everybody kept saying, hey, listen to your gut, listen to your gut. I'm like, my gut's not saying anything. And yeah, or sometimes I'm like, well, what does that mean? Listen to my what, gut. Like, I, I think, that, yeah. What does that mean? How do, how do I know what's my gut versus... Because I'm like, yes. I kept feeling it here. I kept feeling it here. But once you finally experience what it means to listen to your gut, you're just like, wow, that's pretty awesome. And so being able to say yes to what your gut is saying yes to um, has kind of led me to where I am today. And I'm excited that next steps are happening. I feel like I'm finally moving out of my comfort zone and my, my clear path and starting to take on some of those bigger challenges. Well, what do they say that everything that you want and are searching for is right on the other side of, of fear or your comfort zone. And it's mm -hmm. just getting there is the hardest part. It is. And like you said, and listening to your gut and, and me, I'm one of those people that was that, was that really my gut? Or is that, is that me pushing my will? But I think one of the, and I'd love your opinion on it. I think one of the easier ways to tell is that, does it resonate inside you? And when you start doing it, does it come with ease and sort of joy? Yes. So has this yes. now become like, oh my gosh, this is, this is easy. The things are being laid out in front of me to accomplish this. Um, not yes. that we're not going to come up against resistance, but the past seems so much easier than when we're on the wrong path. Exactly. Yes. And when we start feeling that frustration, it's like, okay, why am I feeling that frustration? Is this in alignment for where I need to be? And is it in alignment with my core values? It is it in alignment with, um, is it sparking joy within me? And mm -hmm. if it's not, then I need to look at what the frustration is. How do I need to adjust my course a little bit so that I can continue moving forward with ease. It's not saying that we're not going to meet resistance. Yeah. We're not going to have difficult times, but when we do, what do we do with them? Do we begin whining or do we start doing something about it and taking action, allowing, allowing it to happen? Well, and I think that's what you and I have been seeking because Every time we've sought something like you, you are doing a course, a program, I've done different things that I've talked about um, doing retreats and, you know, I've done the RTT therapy and some other things. And the whole reason that I think we even seek those out is because we know we're stuck. We know we're frustrated. And it's like, well, how do I break past that little block? And, yes. and I think in, in, like engaging with other people or becoming part of the stuff rather than us sitting back and trying to figure out how to do it ourselves. I think that's mm -hmm. even more frustrating than it's like one thing you have the awareness around the frustration. And you're like, I know I need to do something. And then the not doing something is then frustrating too. So it, then it just kind of all <laughs> compounds. And you're like, really, this is where I'm at. And then until you finally make that step and you're like, yeah, 
ah, well, that was easier than I thought. And it's never usually as scary as we think it's going to be. It's not. And it's almost freeing when you start to experience it, which is pretty awesome is that as you gain that awareness within yourself, um, I've taken a lot of courses before and I listen to podcasts all the time. And there are so many amazing people out there that are there talking at me through those podcasts. Kind of, I mean, where are you having a conversation now and people are listening to this, but it's like taking the action afterwards. Yes. Like I would listen to the podcast as I'm driving from point A to point B, but it's the taking the action afterwards that didn't always happen. And so as I was going through this, it's like consciously saying, okay, I'm hearing it. How am I applying it today? And then what's my next step after that? And those next steps afterwards are huge. They're huge. The fact that just to take those steps, I think it's huge because so many of us like we'll read a self-help book or we'll take a course or we'll do something and then not following through or doing the work afterwards. One of the things that I love that you're doing is because I've done a few things with you is how you're incorporating the mindset shift with a project. Yes. The tinker in the creativity (laughs) aspect. And you're super clever. Let me just say like the stuff that you come (laughs) up with is awesome. So one of the things that we did, and I would love to actually have you back and we can actually do a, a thing so that I'm not just talking to people that we're actually then doing something as well. So they can take the action as well as watching my The Wealth Within Us podcast. But yeah. one of the things that you did, I loved the record thing, the the record. So that is so symbolic, I think, of so many people. So I would love if you could kind of talk about sure. that. So oh, my gosh. That <laughs> oh, my gosh. So the record thing, I was truly inspired by another life coach and she was talking about how we have the record in our head, that negative self-talk that just keeps spinning around. And it's not a concept that I haven't taught. I mean, I've taught about that negative record all the time, how we have that record. We need to take and change that record or turn it off or, you know, do something different with that. But she had said something that was kind of powerful to me of actually creating a new greatest hits. Mm. And when she said that, something just kind of clicked within my brain. And I said, you know what? I am tired of listening to that negative self-talk in my head in that broken record all the time. So I sat down with an actual physical record and I wrote down on that record all of my negative self-talk, all the different things that I'm constantly saying in my head. We have about 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day and at least 75 to 90% of them are on repeat and a huge percentage of them are negative, especially once we get into that flow. And so recognizing, wow, I can't believe all these negative thoughts. But the powerful thing was when I actually wrote down these things on the record itself, and then I... I would recommend, I did not do this initially, but I would recommend sticking it in a pillowcase because I literally physically broke the record. <laughs> the record pieces went everywhere oh in the my room. Oh Record pieces for, <laughs> for a week. Yeah, they're coming up in the vacuum. They're oh just stepping God. on them. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I would recommend putting it in an actual pillowcase. 
And then I took and I got a second record out and I started writing on that record. What is it that I want to believe? What is it that I want to be saying to myself? And so I wrote those on there and they became my new greatest hits. And so that's where I decided I was going to create that as one of my signature workshops for mindset, having the conversation around recognizing the negative self-talk, recognizing what we do want to say to ourselves, the whole process that goes along with it. And it's been fun um, seeing people who have taken them. They've actually framed their new greatest hits. They hang them on their wall. I Zoom with some people uh, and I actually see them still hanging on their wall in the background. It's so much fun because it becomes that visual reminder mm -hmm. whenever we start getting ourselves in that negative space to actually physically look at something, see it, remind ourselves so that we start to change and flip the scripts. And I think the breaking of the record is oh, you're energetically freeing it. It's it's not only, a, it's, it's a physical thing to actually break it, but I think it's an emotional and energy release to break it too. Because you're saying, I'm willing to let this go. Yeah. And I really firmly believe that that is also a huge part of that project. Yes. And I do want to point out, and I do want to say is like a little disclaimer, I am only using scratched and damaged records. <laughs> so please, all of you that are enjoying your vinyl records right now, please know that I am being a responsible destroyer of records. <laughs> and anyway, responsible destruction of my old habits. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I know I, I've kind of touched a nerve on some, for some individuals of the breaking of the records, but I do my research and I make sure that they are not valuable and 90% of them are typically scratched or warped or not playable anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it is, it's so symbolic sometimes the things that we do. And the other thing that I like about it too, is that while you're writing on the record, those negative thoughts, one of the things I also believe is that to change your mindset to change your pattern of thought you have to sort of sit in I don't want to say quiet meditation because some people yeah. for meditation they're doing something but you have to go inward however going inward means to you whatever that looks like to you you have to go inward and sort of pull those things out so while you're pulling those things out you're writing it down and I've also read that writing is a big deal in and of itself for releasing there's something between the brain and your hand when you write that is a yeah. big release and I think that's why so so many people journal with excellent results um yeah. but so the writing so I love every little piece of this actually yeah. has such a purpose but yet it seems like such a simple thing oh write down the bad crap in your head throw it on a record break the record write all your new stuff on the new greatest hit so like there's so much more in there but yet it's so easy and that's what I love about yeah. the things that that you've yeah. been doing is it's so easy but yet so powerful and meaningful yes we are engaging as many senses as possible the sound of our voice saying it out loud because it's their sharing that happens within the group um, acknowledging it, not just to ourselves, but to other people. We're, we are rewiring our brains mm. when we are writing things down. 
And you said about meditation, a lot of people, I don't fully, I don't think a lot of individuals fully comprehend um, what meditation is, what it incorporates and all of the variety of different ways in which people can get to that meditative state yes, or experience the benefits of meditation. And by engaging in activity can be what somebody needs to mm -hmm. experience meditation. Yeah. Now, for some, it comes through knitting or coloring. It comes through writing. It comes through just drawing lines or for others, it is sitting and actively um, mentally visualizing themselves somewhere else comes through the breath work. There are so many different ways to engage in that meditative process. I agree. And I think it's also the way we learn. Like my son, for example, when he was in school, a lot of times when he would take a test, he would ask if he could stand and take mm -hmm. the test because yeah. that's how his brain worked. He had, he was a very kinetic kid and he just kind of had to be moving, not he wasn't an ADD kid or anything, but for some reason moving yes. kept his brain going. And that's how so many of us are. And, exactly. you know, when, whenever you can do that, I think is, oh my gosh, just do it. Ask, do it. If you're in a, you know, more structured space or whatever, because the output that comes from that is always so much better. Yes. I love where the world is going and becoming so much more accepting of all of the different ways in which people learn yeah. and need to experience the world around them because yes. everybody really does experience the world differently. And yeah. the accepting of that um, is important. And we all have our strengths in learning. Like me, I'm very visual. Like I'm a very visual and a very hands-on learner. And I have sometimes a hard time with, with auditory. Like I'm not a very good auditory learner, which is interesting because I'm doing a podcast. But one of the reasons I know some of the platforms that I'm on are purely audio, but I wanted to do it in a video format at, at first. Like, so it's always in a video format because- I like to visually connect with someone and then it's like my brain can hear it and connect. Even if the, you're just sitting here like you and I, it's not like yeah. I'm all over the yeah. place doing some kind of a dance or action or motion, <laughs> but there's something about looking at something. I can learn so much better when I'm looking at something and then it's going into my ears. I, I don't know. <laughs> the more ways in which we take information in, the more likely it is to actually stick. And I think recognizing how we learn best is super important too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I really, and I think they should have that as part of every school curriculum is how these kids learn. Cause that's truly how we are going to become our best selves because we have to learn. We're always, we're always learning and right. you can figure out how you learn best. Then you're mm -hmm. going to get there all that much, not only faster, but I yeah. think easier as well and why make it hard we make so many things hard in this world it's kind of crazy <laughs> yeah not everybody fits into the same mold and the more Absolutely. we try and force everybody into that same mold the more resistance you get it starts to repel and yeah. it is kind of nice to see that change is happening and there is change in the in the classrooms you hear it with the teachers make wanting to make those changes. And so it's it's slowly starting to trickle in, which is good to see. It is good to see. Absolutely. So another part of the things that you do is you're into manifesting too. So which is what we're all doing by 
creating by even by doing the record you're creating um new thoughts new thought patterns to manifest the life that you want and i know it's such an overused word but i think on your journey that you were talking about one of the things that you and i had you had done a presentation at a networking meeting that i had gone to and i had just met you at that point so i i didn't know you very well but you were talking about tinkering and you were talking about eventually having a space. So I would love to see, and just so people know how that unfolded and how, when you look back, you're like, yeah, I totally manifested that I did. (laughs) You know, manifesting has been part of my life in so many ways, which is interesting. Um, I was in 18, well, before I worked in mental health, I was in a position and I was, I don't know as though I was a hundred percent happy in that position. I enjoyed what I did, but I wasn't happy in it. And I'll never forget. I went to church and I, I was praying and I'm like, God, I need something different in my life. And I went up and I met my, I was saying a greeting to my pastor as I was leaving. He turned around literally that same day and introduced me to the manager of the unit. I ended up getting a job in. Oh, and wow. so I was, he introduced me to her and I, um, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'd, I'd really like to get back into mental health. I did my field work at, at your hospital and she goes, well, let me go back and see what I could do. And she literally came back the following week to church and said, come and apply. Well, I created a job and we're going to see what happens. And so I went, I applied, and I ended up working there for 18 years. Again, it was in my pathway. It was just kind of a stepping stone for that next great thing. And there's been little things like that. It's like when you ask for something, it arrives. It kind of comes out there. And so I did a presentation at what's called One Million Cups a little over, not quite a year ago. And I put it out to the world, kind of sharing what my dreams are for tinkering and what it came to be. And I continued working on it. Again, I don't know as though I was 100% ready for where I am today. Mm -hmm. And different things came in my path, I believe, to prepare me for where I am. And I'm very thankful for all of those little things that kind of prepared me to get to where I am today. So while... You know, it's kind of like when you think about bamboo, I love the analogy of bamboo. Uh, Bamboo is one of those things or even a seed of any kind. It's one of those things, bamboo, you plant it and then you nurture it for one year and it might grow two inches and then you nurture it for another year and it grows another two inches and you nurture it for another two years. And it's not until like year four or five that you've been nurturing something and then all of a sudden it just kind of shoots up and it grows eight feet all, you know, that, that next year. And it's like, wow. And I kind of feel like that right now where it's been this nurturing for a couple of years now. And that now change is finally starting to happen. About the beginning of February, I was at a networking group again. And this is where that manifestation really came full circle is I was at it, I was pre- I was presenting on the Pocket Pause series that I'm getting ready to launch at Tinkerin in April. And 
I, at the end of it, I just kind of put it out there to all of the women in the room. And I said, does anybody have a space where I can consistently set up for workshops? Two people raised their hand. One said that they had a conference room that they would be willing to open up. And another person said, let me introduce you to. And so I, and actually, if I'm not mistaken, you had this individual on your podcast last week. Yes, so Maria. Maria. I'm going to actually say, it's, it's so weird how the world is. Connected. I know, right? <laughs> so this is kind of a fun story with manifestation, being aware, recognizing when these things are coming, kind of coming in your pathway. And so Maria said, I know somebody, let me connect you. And so she connected us. However, I didn't reach out until that was a Friday. Mm -hmm. I reached out on Tuesday to April, April. Uh, that was in the evening. April emailed me back on Wednesday. We emailed back and forth. We'd never met each other on Wednesday with the plan to meet on Friday at her space to check it out. Wednesday evening, my husband and I went to a local area um, art society meeting and we were introducing ourselves as they were going around the room. And I hear this little like squeal in the back of the room here. April was at the same meeting for the very first time. We were both at the same exact meeting for the first time that day. So we got to meet in person, have a great conversation. Um, and then I planned to meet her then on Friday, I went to her space on Friday. And when I walked in, she was in the back in the, uh, her creative workshop space. And who is sitting back there with her, but Maria, <laughs> Maria just happened to be back there the same day, not realizing that I was be, uh, that I was going to be there. It was very serendipitous. Oh um, my gosh. I love that story though. It's just like so many, and there was a, there, it's a longer story. There's a whole bunch of other little signs in there, but when we are open to seeing the signs and saying, you know, does this feel right? And going with your gut, it was like, you know what? Yes. And this has been a work in progress and a labor of love for a long time, but it is exciting this month. I am in the process of just kind of organizing a space, preparing for, what's next and then having kind of like an open house at the end of the month. Yes. And I can't wait to go <laughs> to that. I really can't. But what I think I also love about that journey is that when we're in that sort of, like, we know where we want to go, maybe we don't know how to get there, but it, it doesn't necessarily happen immediately because maybe we're not ready for it. Or I think as you've heard, like, the universe is still, you know, they're working on that. The universe is working on that for you. So sort of be patient, but don't drop it. You know what I mean? It's like, it, there's a fine line between being patient for what you want, but still continuing down the path. So as long as you're still continuing down the path, because if you get off the path of that, then it's going to go away. Yes. But if you continue going down the path, then the thing that you're seeking eventually shows up almost because it has to <laughs> exactly you know exactly. I, I don't know how else to put that <laughs> it, it's interesting that you say that because along my journey I've read many books I've gone to many like networking meetings where we're talking about different things that teach us something and I was doing a book study on the think and grow rich and if you haven't mm -hmm. read it I highly recommend it yes I have but read it years and years ago gosh. 
I can't tell you how many times I've wanted to give up. Oh my gosh, I've wanted to give up. And there's a chapter in there and I think they made an entire book on it. I haven't read it yet, but it's about three feet from gold. Ah. And that three feet from gold is such a reminder. It's like when I want to give up, I just think about that three feet from gold. It's like, why am I doing it? And am I giving up too soon? And I'm yeah. thankful. And I, it just kind of keeps me going when I yeah. think about that three feet from gold. And I think it's a good um, way to, to listen to your gut because I think there's also things, I know there's things in my life that I've done that you're kind of pushing and it is like just pushing this square peg into the round hole. And you're just like, this is not my thing. And Mm -hmm. when you give up or sort of let it go and be like, "I I can't do this anymore. If you feel free and relieved, then you know, it was the right thing. But if you feel this nagging inside of you, that is oh, why did I, why did I stop? Why did, you know, then I think maybe that's your gut saying, well, maybe you, sh- you just needed to overcome that last hurdle or that last mm-hmm. frustration. So I think that's also a good way to sort of check your gut and see yeah. if it feels right or wrong. But yeah, if you feel freed from something, then you probably have made the right decision, right. but you've got that nagging thing. Cause we are, we want I think we definitely have become a society where we want everything and we want it now, you know, this instant gratification and, and it just, the world doesn't always work that way. Mm -hmm. And fear is like, am I letting this go because of fear? Am Mm -hmm. I trying, is fear trying to keep me in my comfort zone or is it, is it holding me back? Because fear is something that really can hold us back from even something better and recognizing, you know, to push past out of our comfort zone. And and I think the one thing about fear too, is that when we go into like a meditative state or in whatever your form of meditation is, or you go seek some external help, whether it's like energy work or, you know, the hypnosis or any kind of work, I think recognizing what the fear is like actually sitting within and recognizing what that fear is because most of the time that fear really isn't that scary. It's almost always our own ego. And it's something, it's like one of those negative thoughts that are on your record. Like, well, I'm not this enough for that, or I'm not that enough for this. And a lot of times that fear isn't really that scary at all. Right. Yep. And once we face it, then we can start moving forward. And then the next time it comes up, it's like, wait a second, stop that fear. Go away. I don't need to listen to you. (laughs) Because I think the thing is, is that once we become aware of things, it's Mm -hmm. like once that fear or that negative thought is in your awareness, you can't unawareness. But that's not even a word. You can't become unaware of it. So, so once it's there, which right. is good because it's like, it's hard to move forward when we don't know what we're trying to overcome. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes knowing what you are need to overcome is not only a big part of it. And I will say this, not only sometimes knowing what you need to overcome and maybe you don't know Maybe you don't need to know what it is you need to overcome, but you just need to be willing to let it go. You know, some, yeah. sometimes it's like, you know, I, I don't know what this is and, and maybe it's whatever. Maybe it's just buried so deep back there that 
whatever, I'm just letting it go. And I think sometimes that can be almost just as powerful as knowing what it is and saying, ah, there you go again, Michelle, that same language, kick that out of there. (laughs) The other thing that I've really learned is about myself is I often ask, how am I going to do this? How can I make this happen? How, how, how? And it's, it's taking a step back and saying, I don't need to know how. I just need to trust and yes. take that next step and see what is then revealed when I take that next step. Yeah, because the like, how comes. It's not the that how comes. Yeah, it's and not that, that you don't know the how. Yeah. And it's such a difficult thing to wrap your head around is. because we're always thinking about the process and the goal setting and this and that and all of the next steps and plan it out. And it's like, wait a second, sometimes you have to have a plan, but sometimes you have to be willing to be flexible. Yeah. And I think the plan is what comes when you're on the right path. It's it's like, it's like that download. It's like, oh, that's how, and maybe it's a day later. Maybe it's a week later. Maybe it's a month later. I mean, mm-hmm. who knows, but if you're on the right path, that how will come to you. But I right. think when we overthink and, and I am a classic overthinker, I'm not going to lie. I, I like overthink to the point where, yeah, it's some, it's, there's some overthinking that goes on there a lot. <laughs> And I overthink sometimes so much and I'm like, oh my God, just stop. Because what what I realize is that all that overthinking is really just trying to control. And that's the hardest part is like the trust is in the giving up the control of the thing. And I mean, I will like, if I have a problem or if I have something I want to do, I'll like plan out, no joke, like hundreds of little scenarios in my head on how this thing can happen. But when you trust and you let that go, then the one that's best for you kind of shows itself in the process. And you're like, and even after all that overthinking, sometimes you need to overthink things to make big decisions. But a lot of the time you're like, man, it it didn't really turn out that way, did it? And, and my, my sister always laughs at me because I will like do something and I'll have it in my head, how it's supposed to go. You know what I mean? Like it'll be in my head, how this, how this thing is supposed to go and I have a funny story so we went to this dog show and I have a little um she's a Teddy Roosevelt terrier and she does rat hunting and all this stuff so they had this little course where they followed this little mouse which was really it looked like a tissue but anyway so the the dog follows this course I'm like oh I'm gonna have Maisie do this I'm gonna have her do this she'll love this (laughs) I can't even say this without cracking up so we go to the thing I have it in my head how this thing's gonna plan out my sister and my daughter and my niece are over there watching as we're waiting in line to do the course. And, you know, we get out there to do the course. <laughs> so I'm going to die laughing. And, you know, there's my dog thinking, oh, she's going to follow the thing, you know, and, and there she goes. She gets like maybe a quarter of the way out there and <laughs> it's all over the course. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I'm dying. I mean, dying. I'm there trying to pick up this poop like laughing crying and my sister is like videoing the whole thing and it's hysterical and I come back over um I'm cracking up and I come back over to where she is with Maisie and oh my god she's like yeah I knew that wasn't going to go the way you planned you know there's a lot of life lessons that we could read into that and just kind of like pooping all over our own plans <laughs> no matter what how much we plan on something oh my God. Yeah. 
It was so, and then when she was done pooping, she went over to the other side of that little course and peed. <laughs> she really wanted to mark her territory. Oh my goodness. <laughs> she just pooped all over my little dream for her. <laughs> but it's, it's just a good example of, yeah. I think how we like plan out how things are going to go. And then when they don't, it's like, sometimes it's just, you get a good laugh out of it. And right. sometimes like a mistake takes you on a whole different path that you never yeah. even knew was there. I'm like crying. I'm laughing so hard um, okay. on a whole nother path that you never even knew was there, yeah. nor would you have had yeah. this series of funny or weird events happen. <laughs> Oh my God. There's so much truth in that. It's like, you think that you have your oh. life planned out and it's going to go exactly the way you want yeah. it. And, and I don't know. I believe in God. So God just kind of laughs at me and he says, mm, yeah. no, that's not the plan I have for you here. Let me yep. show you something else. And it's like, yep. I want this plan. I want this plan. I want this plan. <laughs> He's like, no, I don't want you to have that oh, plan. And I'm going like, to put all okay. these little traps in the way that <laughs> So all those traps are like, no, that's not your plan. <laughs> right, right. I kept getting these little nudges and it wasn't until, and somebody said this to me, it, it literally took like the two by four, just kind of hitting me over the head yes. saying, this is what you want. This is what you need. I'm like, okay, I'm finally listening. <laughs> no, I know. Isn't it funny? And all the things that we plan for and I do, and I'm one of those, like when I come out and I do something, it's such a perfectionist. I try to be such a perfectionist. And when, um, if you watch back my first interview with was savvy when he introduced me <laughs> we were on the phone one time and because we do the patch business together and he was like well why don't you do a podcast and I'll be your first guest and I'll introduce you on the podcast and I was like okay I'll do a podcast and it was one of the first things I've ever done in my life where I just sort of jumped in I had no idea what I was doing I'm like how do you do this how do you do that and I'm making changes along the way but usually I'm more like all right, every like duck has to be in a row before I come out with this thing. And this has been one of the most th fun things I've done in a long time. So I, I feel like I'm definitely on the right path with it. But did I expect it? No. And it was probably one of the first things I didn't overthink it. Although me being me, I did be like, oh, a podcast. Okay. Well, I need a logo on a website. So like I go, you know, I don't care. I don't care about the podcast. I just want to do a logo on a website. <laughs> my creative side has to come out first and then I do yes yes I, I need to go on a website and that's it and then the podcast will just that, that'll just happen I don't know how to do that but but, but I need a logo on a website <laughs> but yeah I but I, yep I, I've been there doing that <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know if this is going to go anywhere but let me throw my energy into this thing so right. it's funny because it is it's our creative outlet no matter what that looks like is always just oh my gosh, it just shakes so many things out of us, which is why I, I really love what you're doing. And I think you do, you touch on everything. You touch on like mind, body, and soul and the universe and just getting us out of our own head. And oftentimes, you know, even if you're doing a craft and you're frustrated, just going through the frustration of whatever that um, activity is, I think is, I mean, that's a gift in of itself, even though when we're in the middle of it may not seem like a gift, but. I, I do love that. I love being able to bring that perspective to the individual as they're going through it. It's like um, one of the things I love about tinkering, first of all, tinkering in, a, in and of itself is all about play. It's all about curiosity, trying things out, trial and error, failure, yeah. mistakes and learning. 
but the creative reuse portion of it is when we're starting whatever project we're starting with, we're already starting out with something that somebody else gave away or discarded mm-hmm. or was meant to be thrown away and is yeah. imperfect to begin with. And so when you're starting out with something that's imperfect, it give, it's already lowering the bar. When you're starting off with something brand new from the craft store, you're just like, oh, I have this beautiful, perfect canvas that I paid lots of money for. And now I have to make it perfect. And I'm afraid to start, Mm. you know, because I don't want to mess it up. Well, you know what? It's already messed up. It's already imperfect. And so just get started and do and experience it. And if you mess up and you don't like the way it turned out, no harm, no foul. But if it turns out amazing, what it, or even if it didn't, what did you learn yeah. in the process about yourself? What did you experience? What did you, how can you make it different next time? But at wow. least it gave you that start, that freedom to create something, anything. Yeah, I love that analogy. I do because I've often been, I was into scrapbooking for a long time years ago and I was into sewing and stuff. And, you know, you build up this stash of this pretty paper and you're like, I don't want to use that paper. <laughs> <laughs> or this wonderful fabric and you're like it's painful to cut it and it just it's exactly what you just said it's so funny how that goes through our heads sometimes when we buy something new it does mm-hmm. have a totally different like mindset I guess you would say around it versus well here's a pile of stuff like I had given you a, a big box of stuff when I had it. I'd moved I had all right <laughs> what, what can I get rid of what can I part with and I had already met you at that point and I literally called it my Nicole box. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to, you know, put all that stuff in there for you. And it was good. It was good that I knew where it was going and what it was going for. So Mm -hmm. yeah, if definitely if you're in Midley High Valley, ask Nicole what um, she needs, because it feels so good. It feels good to get rid of that stuff. And on the other hand, to give it to you to know that it's going to be for this type of purpose, and it's going to help other people. It is. It is. And I think it was, if not a week, maybe two weeks later, I was already utilizing yes. that stuff for our pocket paws workshop. Yeah. And I already transformed some of it and being able to share it with other women and being able to help them start to make those changes in their life. Absolutely. It just, it, so, it does. It goes around and around. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm the so world of abundance, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you abundance know, is a mindset in and of its own. It is. And that's a whole nother topic for another day. Yes. Which <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I would love to have you back on for a, a workshop. Maybe, maybe we could do it okay. live at your new studio or do some kind yeah. of workshop so that the people watching this can not only watch it, but they can take the next step and actually do one of these workshops. We'll have to plan out what it is for the next time that you come on in your new manifested space, which is amazing. And I can't wait to see it, but any parting words of wisdom for us today? Gosh, don't be afraid. Just do it. Just jump off the cliff and flap your wings because Mm -hmm. it's almost like if it scares you, is it really scary or is it exciting? I guess that's it. It's like, is it scary or is it exciting? If you swap out simple words like that, it's amazing how life starts to change. Am I scared? Whole project with that. Or am I excited? Yeah. I love that as a project, Reese. Switch out words somehow. That would be fun. 
I love yeah. that. I, I love that. You are so wise, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to put, we're going to have all of Nicole's, where can they find you right now? Where can they go online and find you? Uh, it's very simple. It is tinkern, T-I-N-K-E-R-N.org. Um, I know a lot of people go, why are you a .org? And I guess it was because when I was initially starting this, I wasn't sure if it was going to go nonprofit or for-profit. Um, so I did go with the .org and that .com was not available at the time. Yeah, tinkern.org. You can go on there. You can find out what workshops are coming up. You can find out. Um, I also do I will come to businesses if there are businesses that would like to bring me in as personal growth team building workshops. It's a great opportunity. But in person, if you want to come and check it out, I will be at Smartivities Showcase in downtown Easton on March 25th. We're having that open house. Wonderful. And that's from 1230 to 530. And after that, it's going to either be by appointment or as scheduling permits. And so you'll have to keep up with that on the website as to when different workshops are happening. Perfect. And I will have all that information, not only in the descriptions of these podcasts, but also on my website, thewealthwithin.us. And you can learn more about Nicole, go to her website, and you will easily be able to access all of that information. Well, thank you, Nicole, so much for your time. Can't wait to have you back. I've already trapped you into it. Um, <laughs> I look forward to coming back. And oh yes. my gosh, I really, I love the title. Oh, thank you. I remember when you revealed it to all of us and it was just like, it is such a perfect title for your podcast. Oh, and thank you. listening to your other podcasts have been very enlightening. So oh, thank you. Thank that, you. So. I love that. And I did. I actually took quite a bit of thought into the name. And I love the word wealth because it means something different to everybody. My wealth may not be yes. your wealth, but yes. we're all seeking the wealth within us. So on that note, I will see everybody next time. And I can't wait to have Nicole back. Thank you so much for watching and listening. And if you stay tuned after that, Maybe I'll put that little video of Maisie pooping all over that, <laughs> all over that course. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Here she goes.